Hi and welcome to Fancy Football Wives episode 14. I'm Anya, lifelong Spurs fan married to an Arsenal fan. And I'm Sarah, a City fan married to a United fan. And so we are back after three weeks away. Apologies for the long break, although that international break felt like it went on forever. Uh, But we're back now. Happy that both our teams won at the weekend. Uh, Sarah's team won by a much larger margin than my team. And I was there. (laughs) And you were there. That's true. Um, And we both got above average points. Uh, And Mourinho provided us with some excellent entertainment again. So there's no guest this week. But after asking what our listeners wanted more of, every week we're going to pick a football-related topic to discuss. And this week, it's should or shouldn't you sack your manager? So tell us how Etihad was. You took your dad for his birthday, didn't you? Yeah, I took my dad for his 70th birthday, which was actually 51 weeks ago, which he told every single steward or person that we bumped into. <laughs> <laughs> it was 51 weeks late. So I took him hospitality as it was his 70th birthday. And we had such an amazing time. Um, the seats were great. We ended up being behind the goal but behind the goal where City scored four of their goals. Um, So we were lucky in that sense, even though Dad was really stressed that City had decided to, um, or we had to switch sides before the game started. Um, And we started the opposite side that we normally do. And he's like, we're doomed. Um, But we weren't doomed at all. The other thing that was great about the game was it was Joe Hart's um, return to the Etihad. It was fairly emotional. You could see he was quite emotional. They've named a training ground after him. It's it's all good um, feelings towards him, um, especially as he let five in on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) could tell he was quite emotional but yeah it was a brilliant match to go to for my first one this season and then I'm back um going next Monday to watch our teams play yeah without me thanks for yeah that. without you sorry Soz I should um, have include that in bad week next week <laughs> well I'm not refusing to go in the Tottenham end so <laughs> well uh speaking of bad week shall we start our episode with good week bad week Welcome back. So this week's Good Week, first one is for Cardiff. They're back in Good Week. So they pulled themselves out of a relegation zone for the first time this season after a 4-2 win against Fulham, which might have pushed Fulham's manager into um, sacking risk um, to be discussed later. Um, But it was a good win. What a good win. And there were lots of different players involved in goals and assists. So that's actually quite a good one, fancy football, if you're looking for a budget midfielder yeah Cardiff might be the team you look look at um it was also a good week for uh two Arsenal players the first one was Hector Bellerin so he scored an own goal to put Leicester in front 1-0 and then he saved himself and the fantasy football managers who had him by providing two assists uh so that I thought that was that was kind of good good on him and then the other Arsenal shout-out, and it really pains me that I'm talking about Arsenal twice in good week, uh, but it has to go to uh, Pierre Aubameyang because he literally defines the term impact sub. Uh, he came on in the 61st minute and then two minutes later he scored a goal and then five minutes after that he scored a second goal. So well done to him. And uh, we'll actually be chatting about him a little bit later on 
as to whether you bring him into your fantasy football team. It was a very low-scoring fantasy football week for everyone, but he was really the differential for people. When he scored those goals, my heart sunk a bit that I would drop ranking, and I did. I went up to fifth in our league and then dropped back to sixth. Um, that sounds terrible what a terrible problem (laughs) what a terrible situation I went up to 75,000 in the world and now I'm only 80 something thousand but is this the highest you've ever been in fantasy yeah I don't think I've ever broken 500 points before I'm on fire that's amazing oh second guess Will Rose won't currently talk to me about fantasy football because he can't get over the fact I'm doing better than him and he used to be um, my mentor and now he won't give me any tips not that I need them, obviously. <laughs> well, we'll talk a bit more about your team and what you're planning to do later on and the very kind of bold move to use your triple captain. But uh, let's let's finish off bad week. Uh, so the first bad week goes to Crystal Palace's Milivojevic. <laughs> yeah, surely that's one that you can get right easily. Um, Let me try. Yeah. Luka Milivojevic. He got a yellow card and then he missed the penalty. So he got the grand total of minus one. Uh, and it, it was actually a real kind of, it was a great game because it was, he missed the penalty and it was nil nil up until basically the very last minute when Everton went to score two. So um, yeah, a lot of people were pointing fingers on him that he couldn't deliver. The other bad week goes to someone that you were affected by. Uh, and I saw the scout did a post on this as well. But it was a bad week for anyone who had Liverpool's Trent Alexander-Arnold because he didn't get played and Liverpool obviously got a clean sheet. So it puts a lot of fancy football managers um, who have the Liverpool defender uh, in a bit of a tricky situation because they obviously have gone for the cheapest option. Uh, They can't afford Robertson or Van Dijk. Uh, So I wonder, Sarah, what you're going to do I was one of those affected by this um, terrible decision. Um, <laughs> I thought it'd be okay because if I had one Basaka coming on for him instead, but um, I only got two points. But I've got a little bit of money in the bank, so I think he will be the person I'll be transferring at this week. Okay, well, we'll discuss that in a, in a bit. But final bad week, do you want to say it? Your oh, it was so good. It was so good. So I was watching this at in the Etihad in the bar and everyone stopped, watched, and on the replay of it, like people were laughing out loud, rolling around. Um, it was much, much enjoyment. Um, I I really was surprised to read that some people were justifying that this behaviour is okay. And you're talking about Jose's reaction at, after uh, Chelsea's scored that, that last minute goal yeah I mean I definitely the Chelsea um staff members behavior was not okay to taunt but Mourinho's reaction was definitely not okay Robbie Savage was saying of course it's fine like he was provoked no he's a professional he's got all the cameras on him and also if he's doing any kind of PR exercise on himself at the moment this was not a good move and he's no angel, is he? Because didn't it, wasn't it a few years ago around Barcelona? Didn't he smack someone at the end of the match? There was a massive fight, and I think he was involved. Like, you know, this he's got a fiery temper. 
it's never really been able to keep it under control, but you know, all I'm on him at the moment. He's classless. Respect. That's respect. It. Respect. Nah. Well, we'll talk a little bit about whether Mourinho should be going or not, but later you've got some interesting stats on that. But before that, we're going to get to the meaty part of the episode, and that is our fancy football teams. So, welcome back, uh, and it's a miracle because I won! Yay! <laughs> so happy, so happy Everton scored goals, even though uh, Sigurdsson wasn't involved in any of them, but it meant that Sarah Wambasaka wasn't going to come on with six points. Uh, he was only going to have two. So I only won by a margin of two points, uh, but I actually won, so that is... Yeah, but you also won. I did play my triple captain, so if I hadn't played my triple captain, you would have had a bigger margin. That's true. My captain didn't even play. We'll talk about that in a <laughs> second. But uh, yeah, so currently it's 7-3. With Sarah also won the weekend before the international break. Uh, and we now have a gap of 104 points between <laughs> us. It's massive, but you did play amazing. a captain. So you've used a chip. Potentially some people would say you used it a bit too early. But you know what? Aguero scored. So you at least got something out of it. Yeah, I was happy once he scored. Um, he should have scored two more and then I would have been happier. My dad kept saying to me, that just cost you 12 points. I'm like, yeah, I know, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad likes his numbers. 51 weeks and 12 points. Any other stats he was throwing out during the game? No, so he, he should have scored more. I obviously got a bit excited uh, as I was going to go to the match. My dad definitely egged me on to play him. Which there is the logic that it's, you know, home to Burnley, who have got an atrocious record at the moment. And, you know, we had 10 shots on target. He could have had more. So I don't know if it was a stupid decision. I'm glad that he did score. But should I have played it another time? Maybe. What I completely forgot about, which I thought afterwards was, oh, I only meant to play triple captains the week when you've got two game weeks. (laughs) Yeah. two games in a week yeah you should ideally play it during a double game week but you you know you can also have situations where you play on someone during a double game week and they do zero so you know at least you got something out of it so apart from Aguero then who was your best choice on the team well I did um move in Mendy just before the the game and um he's the person I should have kept in <laughs> triple captain, given he got 10 points um which would have been 30 so he was my best choice. Um, I also moved De Bruyne in yeah. um, because I wasn't sure if he was going to play. And, you know, he did come on late. There was one point, but he was 9.7 million and he's going to go up. So I've just snapped him back in while he's cheap. <laughs> Playing with your heart, are you? Oh, yeah. We've got to have three City players. I took out Laporte to bring in Mendy. And then um, I was taking out Mane. Um, so of course I was bringing De Bruyne back in. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with my team, apart from Alexander Arnold, who got a goal. Yeah. So who are you thinking of bringing in? Don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that why we do this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I do actually uh, suggest a couple of budget defenders later on. Actually, as one of the Twitter questions was about that. Uh, but before we go into the Twitter questions, I am going to just say that I had a great defence. 
until Alonso came in from my uh, badly captain Mane. Um, but yeah, all my defenders got clean sheets. My goalkeeper Begovic, he got two bonus points and he got an extra point for save. So I had nine for him. I had eight for Robertson, and then David Silva got two assists. So I got nine points for him. And you know what? Originally, I had actually vice captained him, and then I thought, oh gosh. Classic. Mane won't play and then David Silva won't come on because of Pep's rotation roulette. So I ended up vice-captaining Sigurdsson, uh, which I was gutted that he then got two assists and I wasn't going to capitalise on that. But yeah, Mane didn't play, uh, but I've seen he's been cleared ahead of tonight's game, uh, Champions League match against Belgrade. So I'm going to keep him in for next week as um, they are playing Cardiff. And guess who I am going to get rid of. Mm, Carrie Kane. Yeah. He's, <laughs> go. he's definitely got to go. Um, he's tired. He, uh, I, I don't know. This, Overrated. From, from having three Spurs players, I'm just going to stay with Trippier uh, for the next couple of matches. Uh, I think I'm going to bring Obama Yang instead of Kane, who's only owned by 10% of fantasy football managers. And as you said, he was a real differential this weekend um, and Spurs play City um, obviously on Monday whilst Arsenal have got Crystal Palace so I, I think I think I'm going to go for Obama Yang. Okay awesome well, should we move on to our Twitter questions and maybe get some inspiration on what I should do? <laughs> so first question is from at Usman Jafar Rumor should I get Martial in for Sterling in game week 10? Thoughts? Um, well, although it's tempting after Martial's performance against Chelsea, Everton aren't an easy team to play against. Uh, and he only really managed one chance last night against Juve. Um, it is a tough goal, though, because those are the two tough matches of the week, Spurs City and then United-Everton. I think if you want to take a risk, then yes, bring Martial in. Otherwise, I'd personally stick with Sterling. What about you, Sarah? What do you think? Yeah, it's just pet roulette, isn't it? Sterling didn't play the weekend. I can't remember if he was even on the bench. Um, Carl Walker wasn't on the bench. So you're just playing pet roulette. But Sterling had a great um, performance against um, Spain for England. So I would stick. I looked at bringing him in, but I'm sticking with KDB. Yeah, it's a tough one to call the match uh, at Wembley on Monday. And and the same from Man U Everton. I, mm. I, I would stick with Sterling rather than taking him out, bringing him back in, etc. It's not a difficult game to call. Uh-huh. City is going to punish you. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, next question is from at Ains underscore 15. Mane and Lockheed are in my team with two free transfers. Who should I bring in? I also want to take out Tom Davies, but now I don't know what to do. Right, well, first of all, I don't know why you want to take Mane out because... As I said, he's been cleared to play against Belgrade tonight and then they play Cardiff on Saturday. So I think he should be on good form for that. In terms of midfielders to bring in, um, I would look, if you haven't got anyone from City, maybe bringing in Fernandinho. He's only 5.4 million. And he's actually one of the only players that has played every single match since the start of the season. He doesn't always perform but he's guaranteed to play it seems he always performs most underrated midfielder in the world he's amazing always yeah. well i i would be tempted to bring him in 
And actually, that leads me on to my next question, which is from at FPL Addict123. Is KDB best value Man City mid at 9.7? Once back in, does not get rotated much. So he's actually got two questions. So the first question is, do you have Aguero? Because actually, he's one of the only players, along with Fernandinho, guaranteed to play, albeit 65 minutes. Uh, but he tends to perform within those 65 minutes. Otherwise, Fernandinho is a much cheaper option at 5.4, or even someone like David Silva is at 8.5. But uh, Sarah is bringing KDB in. She's just said why. So you would probably say bring him in, wouldn't you? Yeah, he was like 11.5 million at the beginning of the season. Bring him in now um before he uh goes up in price he's an absolute guaranteed starter every week um unless he gets injured um so I'd absolutely i'd bring him in if i had to pick between aguero and kevin i would bring in um de bruyne but i've got both <laughs> so his other question was buy hold or sell spurs assets due to tough fixtures and champion league uh, commitments. So, yeah, I've already said this. I've now sold two out of three Spurs players, uh, including my beloved Harry Kane, and I'm only keeping Trippier. They've got tough fixtures, they have Champions League, and they look tired. I think the fact that they didn't bring in any new, you know, fresh blood over the summer transfer window, it, it shows. And, you know, had it not been for Loris, Honestly, uh, Spurs wouldn't have left with three points at the weekend. So, yeah, I think it's time to maybe keep one and sell anyone else you've got. At Momo underscore FPL also had a question. Camarasa or Stevens for the budget midfielder spot? Well, Cardis Camarasa is a midfielder, so <laughs> he's out. Um, and I think if you're looking for a good budget midfielder, I would look at Wolves, really. Um, you've got Doherty or Johnny over Southampton Stevens. Uh, and I also still rate some of the Bournemouth defenders. So that is somebody you could potentially look at. Yeah, potentially. I have to say, I've got 5.3 million to spend, but and I've got quite a weak defence, really. So I need to um, think, and potentially would like to bring in another Liverpool defender, given their um, clean sheets. So we'll see. But thank you, Anya. So quick update on our league. Um, no movement at the top. Uh, the top five haven't moved this week and Chekhov's gun is still leading. Our manager of the week is Zach Allen with Havardi Cheese, who got 65, which was, you know, over 20 points over average. Um, he had, I can't say it, Aubameyang, Aguero and Pickford delivering him that big score. And our league overall now, we're at 92. We had a couple of people join this week. So we only need eight more, Anya, to get to our 100. So if you know anyone that's playing that hasn't joined our league, tell them to. (laughs) So Anya, we're going to have a quick chat about whether or not you should sack your manager and when you should sack them. So we've actually just got through what is known as sacking season. Um, the period in this international break and no one got sacked everyone survived wow. there's only one sacking so far in the Premier League which was um, Steve Bruce from Villa wait a minute Villa in the Premier League no oh to rephrase <laughs> we've actually had no sackings yet in the Premier League um, 
so there's got to be some to come. Last year, it was a uh, equal record with 10 Premier League um, managers getting sacked. Interestingly, looking at the results, that did all those teams that sacked their managers did actually end up um, with more average points per game after the second and a higher position. So it obviously impacts the managers at risk right now. Top of the list has got to be our friend Mourinho. And I've seen odds at 5-2 for him to be fired. Do you think it's a definite, Anya? Well, the owners have come out several occasions and said, no, they trust him, they support him. And uh, there was a tiny bit of me that felt gutted for him that Chelsea scored in that last minute because, you know, they're not a bad side. Just, there's just so much crap going around the team and he fuels it. Um, but they are a good team, although they lost to Juve last night. Maybe they're not a good team. Maybe. Are they a good team? He doesn't have control of the dressing room. I'm going to backtrack. Yeah, he should go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have control of the, the dressing room at all. It's great entertainment. If he goes, who's going to entertain us like Mourinho? I know. That is what I said on Saturday, actually. Someone asked me, do you want him to go? And I was like, no way. Have you just seen what happened? That was amazing. <laughs> If he did go, there was apparently Zidane or, you know, would be coming in or maybe even Arsene Wenger would be coming back. But no one can replace Mourinho's entertainment. The only decent option, I'd say, for would be Zinedine Zidane. Mm. Um, he's never um, managed a team in the Premier League, so I don't know how he would do. Got to start somewhere. True. Pep had to start somewhere. What would you rather give him? Huddersfield? Yeah. <laughs> I guess if he's going to come, it'll be some for someone like Man United. So, Anya, the next um, highest odds to be fired is Jokanovic, if I can pronounce that correctly, with Fulham. Um, so, obviously, they lost this weekend against Cardiff. What do you think? Do you think he's at risk? Yeah, potentially. But I'm really surprised that neither the Huddersfield or Newcastle manager aren't above him because Fulham have at least won one match. Well, Rafael Benitez is 6-1, to one, so just slightly behind. Here and Marquis is a 6-1, to one, and they both have a history of being fired mid-season. Mm. Um, and, you know, Marquis hasn't been at Southampton that long, but they are both 6-1. to one. So these are the top four that are likely to be fearing for their jobs in the run-up to Christmas. I think maybe everyone will wait to see what Mourinho and United do in the um, January transfer window before he gets fired. Although I do worry that he's actually just having another public meltdown. And do we actually want to give some kudos to Emery? Like, Arsenal are playing well. He settled in. That was going to be a very, very difficult start. And he settled in well. He's taken on a huge role and it's working out, which I'm glad because I'm sure they would be coming after Arteta if he hadn't. And I'd rather keep him at City. So let's see Let's see what happens. Given that last season it was a record and so far this season no one's gone, I think um, someone's likely to go before Christmas. Um, but I bet it's not Mourinho. Well, that is very interesting. And we'll see how those odds keep changing week in, week out. So we're going to close off with a fun fact. And it's Arsenal related again, well, a little bit. Basically, Aaron Ramsey missed out this weekend because his wife had twins. Congratulations. And it got me thinking... What football player in the world has 
or which football player in the world has the most children? Oh. Um, so it's, Are they, do they play in the UK? No. So it is an ex-football player. Yes. Have I got any chance of getting this? Yeah, so because the question you're going to be asked is how many children does he have? So oh, okay. ex-football player, he's 45 years old. I'm talking about legend, which is Roberto Carlos. How many children does he have? Um, how many wives has he had? Three, I think. Three. Okay, I'll say two per wife and an extra one. Seven. He's actually got ten children. Ten? Yeah. When does he uh, have the time? Well, I think now that he's not playing anymore, he's got more time. But, yeah, he was busy on and off the pitch. <laughs> True. Like, well, that is one of the most random fun facts we've had so far. <laughs> uh, wrapping up our quick episode, Anya, I hope I beat you this this uh, this week, not only in fantasy, but also Monday night um, at Wembley. So we'll have a really interesting... Coffee. We might not be talking next week. <laughs> yeah, they'll have a really interesting podcast next week, uh, which is that Sarah or I might be hosting it by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening and um, tuning in. Please keep spreading the word and we will be back next week. Bye, Sarah. Bye.